0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and shoot, it's Thursday. Week four has already sailed away, and week five is right around the corner. Actually, in the NFC West, week five is today. It's Thursday night football. The Rams and the Seahawks—they're playing tonight. And I am a little bit behind on my podcast game. Uh, this past week, I was a little bit busy with some. Uh, Some personal ordeals, Um, but uh, I wanted to at least hop on a pod, talk briefly about the NFC West for what had happened in Week Four, and give you my synopsis on uh, the matchup at hand tonight, Thursday Night Football, Seahawks Rams. Let's fucking go, LFG. So just to recap what happened in Week Four, Uh, as of right now, I mean, as of right now. Niner fans are sipping on that Kool-Aid right now because the Niners are the only undefeated team in the NFC Conference. There are three teams that are undefeated. Uh, the first being the New England Patriots, the second being the Kansas City Chiefs, and the third being those NFC West San Francisco 49ers at 3-0. and So they're first place in the division at 3-0. and Rams, uh, yeah, they. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, but they're 3-1. They lost to the Buccaneers at home. Uh, Seahawks are also 3-1. They had the first divisional game of the year against the Cardinals. They won 27-10. to 10. So they're 3-1. And, and leads me to my, well, not to my next point, but the last team, which is the Cardinals. They are 0-3-1. Zero wins, three losses, and one tie and so that's the division right now like I mentioned before um, you know Niners they're on a bye week so they didn't really have much to talk about so the Rams they're 3-1 and and the reason why they're 3-1 versus being 4-0 and is because uh well they uh at home they allowed 55 points they allowed 55 points where they lost 55 to 40, in which Jameis Winston and that offense balled out. Uh, the Buccaneers got off to a 21 to 0 lead, and it really kind of changed the whole game planning for the Rams because being down 0 to 21 early on, yeah, they abandoned the run, and that is not a good thing for this Rams team. Uh, through four weeks, they've let me check the stat line because it's pretty, pretty bleed. Uh The Rams have thrown 173 times this year in comparison to 97 rushing attempts. Uh, that is a 64% pass to 36% run ratio this season, which is not a good recipe for the Rams. Um, because, yeah, they were down that much. Gurley only ran the ball five times. Malcolm Brown ran the ball five times. They abandoned the run. They had to pass the ball, I I guess. But Jerry Goff had a quote-unquote career day. He threw the ball 68 fucking times. 45 for 68. Career high, 517 passing yards. But it also came at the expense of turnovers and miscues as well. Jerry Goff had two interceptions and... I lost fumble with that last fumble being uh, kind of like the nail in the coffin. He, uh, yeah, he fumbled the ball, got hit by the Bucks. The Kung Sue recovered it uh, and ran it in for the final touchdown to make it fifty-five to forty. So this is not the the Rams offense that we've seen in years past. And yeah, uh, I can go into more detail about that in a bit. But I'll go ahead and put that towards the uh, Thursday night football matchup with the the Seahawks. Uh, The other NFC West game, it was the first divisional game of the year. It was uh, the seahawks Cardinals. Seahawks 27, Cardinals 10 at Arizona. In which, you know, for for myself personally, I predicted that the Cardinals would upset the Seahawks. I felt that uh, they were due for a bigger game. I felt that the matchup was actually favorably for the Cardinals because the Seahawks they they're always in their base sets they always have Michael Kendricks on the field and with four receivers and a well quote-unquote dangerous passing offense with Kyler Murray I thought this would have been a good um Kyler Murray debut uh in the division uh, to beat the Seahawks that would have been a nice wrinkle in the division but yeah that did not happen um 27-10 Seahawks in which um you know the score looks pretty bad and I know that a lot of Cardinal fans are kind of down but you know I I rewatched this game a couple times just to get an, another feel another take it's always nice to rewatch games and um see it from a different angle when um you know you're not as amped up I guess when you watch it for the first time but I mean I really thought that the Cardinals were in the game for a good well at least the good first first half of it all what really killed them was they missed two field goals um you know, it could have been a much closer game. Uh, it was like in the first half they were down 17 to three, for example. Uh, those two field goals that they missed, it could have been 17 to nine. Third quarter, both teams were scoreless. I mean, um, yeah, I man, I, I just felt that they had their opportunities. They obviously couldn't do it. Kyler Murray, he was sacked four times. Uh, he threw a pick six to Jadavion Clowney in the first quarter, which doesn't help anything because uh, that was that was pretty rough. And, you know, I thought that uh, maybe this defense would show up a bit more. The pass rush, I mean, Terrell Suggs, he had one and a half sacks. Hassan Riddick had a sack himself, but just not enough collectively from this defense in which uh, Seahawks running back Chris Carson after... Fumbling like the last couple games to start the season, he finally had a. Well, he had the game that he was supposed to have. He had 22 carries for 104 yards, and this I don't know what the hell is going on, but they actually they released uh, DJ Swearinger earlier in the week after this game. But Will Disley, tight end for the Seahawks, uh, their defense against tight ends I think every game so far they've either allowed a touchdown or. Um, those tight ends on the opposition, they've done some damage. Will Disley had seven catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was just a rather methodical sort of win for the Seahawks where uh, the Seahawks didn't really have to struggle too much. Russell Wilson, for the season, he's shooting—he's completing like 70, 72% of his passes. He's got eight uh, touchdowns. I mean, he's just hes playing at a pretty high level right now, and uh well an efficient 22 for 28 240 yards and, and a passing touchdown uh, they just got the job done pretty much son they just got the job done and yeah man uh the cardinals i know it looks pretty bad right now being winless through four weeks into the season but you know it's it's a rebuild year new defense from a three four or from a four three to a three four new quarterback new head coach new offensive scheme it's going to be, you know, a work in progress. Um, but what I will say about this Cardinals uh, team is, you know, they, they need to figure out, you know, kind of similar to the Rams, but they need to figure out uh, a way to get their, their start of running back more involved. David Johnson, while he did have eight catches for 99 yards, he actually led the team in receiving yards. But he didn't, he didn't run the ball too much. Um, and given, you know, it was... They were down most of the game, but it's just one of those things where, you know, you can't get, you got to help your quarterback. I mean, Kyler Murray, for example, you, you can't, He got sacked eight weeks, oh, I'm sorry, you got sacked eight times last week, you got sacked four times this week. Uh, you got to make it a little bit easier on your quarterback, especially your rookie quarterback at that. And, and this defense too, um, it's just uh tight end defense. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Uh, they need to fix that. Um. Uh, I think I don't think Kyler Murray will admit to this but I mean I don't think he has much faith in the defense where he has to be a little bit more risky he has to try to look downfield and make a play um, because the defense can't um can hold back the opposing offense it's just one of those things where you don't have that much faith in that unit right now but you know uh they are playing the Bengals next week or this week week five a little bit optimistic they they can Perhaps get their first win of the season. So, so okay. Thursday night football tonight. Yeah, NFC West divisional game, the first of the season. Thursday night football, NFC West. But those Rams, like I mentioned before, they uh, they're coming off a pretty sour loss in which um, they're three and one. But if you checked LA radio, it doesn't seem like they're three and one. It seems like. Uh, you know, this, I won't say the ship is sinking, but uh, a lot of negativity right now. And they go into this on a very short week in which there's questions about this offensive identity. Uh, Todd Gurley, like I mentioned before, ran the ball only five times last week. And, you know, you can go into discussion about whether that was part of the game plan when they were down 0-21 to 21 early on against the Bucks. You can make a case that they've been trying to... Um, you know, save him up for the second half of the season. But I don't know. It seems like he's been more of a decoy than an actual contributor at least the first quarter of the season thus far. I mean, it just doesn't seem like the same offense. There's um, uh, this commitment to the run, uh, which they've done in years past a plenty to lead to play action to help out Jerry Goff in this offense. Uh, That seems to have taken a step back. But then at the same time, too, I mean, this offensive line, and I've talked about this, you know, week in, week out, it's a much different offensive line in which their pass blocking, their run blocking, their offensive line as a whole has not uh, put up the standard that they're used to uh, performing at because, you know, their interior line, you have Brian Allen, the center, you have Joe Noteboom, the guard, you have Austin Blythe, um, you know, for the most part, rather green guys. Starting on the interior offensive line, Andrew, with obviously he's another year older, it just makes uh, you know, a lot of new faces, a lot of integration within this line, and it's only a couple weeks into the season, so I can understand why they're struggling to that capacity. Um, uh, but you know, you just paid your quarterback Jared Goff like 35 mil with that new extension, and so you're um you're relying a little bit more on golf than you would have done in years past. And you're not getting that return on your investment right now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a much different offense in that sense where, you know, it's not as uh, cookie cut for Jerry Goff. And right now he's struggling, but I don't think he's this bad, nor do I think maybe, I don't know if he's like truly like, you know, a goat or anything like that but there has to be something in the middle for this offense sean mcveigh obviously he, he knows this as well going into a short week i mean he can't do too much you know like during practice and to really churn it out because you know he's he's got to get ready for tonight but i will be intrigued to see how this offense collectively the run to pass ratio the x's and o's todd Gurley, jared goff i mean all eyes are on those two players in particular uh, because you know, if you look at the game the previous week against the Bucks, I mean Jared Goff, he did have his receivers open on several occasions uh, where he just misfired. But uh, the receivers aren't necessarily the problem in my opinion. It's uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brendan Cooks. They've been doing their thing, um, but maybe they've been doing their thing a little bit too much. You're talking about 68 passing attempts last week. So conversely, the Seahawks they're three and one as well. They're one and a half point favorites over under 49. And, you know, they they beat the Cardinals. They were supposed to beat the Cardinals. Their defense finally showed up on the pass rushing side. Four sacks against Kyler Murray. Pick six by JD Van Clounty. Uh this defense is starting to kind of churn along as well. Ziggy Anta had his first sack of the season. Uh I think that. You know, it's uh you know, it's a rather young defense. The last couple of years, it's been rather young. Post Legion of Boom, they've been trying to trying to get the secondary to, to grow up. And you know, Shaquille Griffin—he's coming into his third year. He made a comment uh, earlier in the week saying that, "Hey, against the Rams, historically the Rams have played very well against the Seahawks, especially in the passing game." But I don't know about this year. And Shaquille Griffin in his third season, starting to play better. Flowers, that whole gang, McDougal, Trey Thompson, uh, they're they are coming along. They're coming along. They're not making as many mistakes as you might have seen in week one against the Bengals. So um, there is that level of optimism. This defense, uh, from a pass rushing perspective, uh, maybe not as. Yeah, may, they're not quite there yet, but Qu- Quinn Jefferson and Rasheem Green, they've stepped it up, surprisingly. Jadeveon Clowney-Z, onset some of these newer faces. I mean, they're slowly getting acquainted into the mix. Michael Kendricks right now, he had two sacks last game. They're really showing a lot of confidence sticking to that base defense and keeping Michael Kendricks on the field instead of adding another a fifth defensive back on nickel situations, for example, because they feel so good about the pass coverage between KJ Wright, Michael Kendricks, and Bobby Wagner. So it is, you know, it's... Um, uh it's a much better showing than what we saw against the Saints at home. It's a much better unit that we saw last week. But given, you know, they played the Cardinals, but I like the path that they're heading. So going into this game, Thursday night football, I mean, I think that both teams are definitely going to obviously establish the run. The Seahawks do that anyways. I think that the Rams, because of all, you know, of all this hoopla within the media, everyone having their eyes on Gurley, and whatnot Um, they're going to run the football they're going to run the football on the road on a short week Uh, they they don't want to have Jared Goff being put in this position again Uh, there is this other crazy stat line saying that I I guess what like the last 10 games for Jared Goff he has fumbled the last nine out of 10 games you don't want that happening obviously Um, so they need to find some continuity they need to get back to what they did before which was run the ball, play action, take shots downfield. Goff is a much different quarterback as a play-action quarterback versus what he's doing right now. So they need to get to that level again. uh, Do they have the personnel, aka do they have the offensive line to make that happen again? That remains to be seen. But, you know, considering it is a short week, they're for sure going to run the ball. They're for sure going to run the ball because um, there's just, It's just a bit much. Uh, And I I know that not many teams are too keen on Thursday night football games. And the Rams and Todd Gurley, for for sure, feel that way. Conversely, for the Seahawks, I know that the offense looks pretty good last week. I'm going to say it again. It's against the Cardinals, guys. The Cardinals defense isn't that great. So, for Russell Wilson, you know, he's been efficient. He's been doing his thing uh, through the first four weeks of the season. But uh, for well not, i won't say for whatever reason but you know every time they play the rams the rams always play them especially tough because you know aaron donald is still on the team guys i, I know we've been going back and forth on on their run defense and all that i mean for sure the rams run defense hasn't been that great uh, so far this season but their interior pass rush with aaron donald alone commands double triple teams uh, you have Clay Matthews. You 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 have Fowler on the outside that are taking advantage of Aaron Donald's presence. Yeah, that hasn't changed, guys. So Aaron Donald usually has a very good game against the Seahawks because the Seahawks interior line, they, um, yeah, they struggle. Uh, they struggle at times. Uh, their their tackles are better than their interior linemen. So that's another matchup to keep in mind. Aaron Donald. I'm sure he was pretty pissed to see. His ex-teammates in the Dumb kung Sioux last week pick up the ball, bring it out for the score for the final nail in the coffin to make it 55-40. Uh, to 40. Aaron Donald's been kind of quiet the last couple weeks. And so, you know, Thursday Night Football, I would love to see him on the national spotlight. Make a play. Make a play. Make a play. Definitely possible. I will say, though, that... An area of concern for this Rams defense is that run defense. Through the last couple of weeks, it's been, well, actually, even even going to the last season, they've been okay in that department. Chris Carson, he's coming off his best game of the season in which he didn't fumble the ball for once, 22 carries, 104 yards, like I mentioned before, and I expect that to not really change too much because uh, the Seahawks are one of the very few teams that are predominantly run to pass on on their play calling, and it should be interesting too. Uh, Rashad Penny, I'm I'm pretty optimistic that he's gonna be featured in this game and, and play. And then you also have CJ Process as well. So you know it goes for both teams. Uh, on a short week, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna run the football. And as of right now, the advantage goes towards the Seahawks in terms of like moving the chains and establishing the run because you really haven't seen that from the Rams. So that is something to keep in mind. Alright, so let's talk about a couple matchups to keep in mind too as we watch this game tonight. I am so happy for him because he's coming off, I believe what it, what it was, an ACL injury last season. Promising rookie starts, He gets hurt he gets put on IR, but thus far for this season, he has uh, responded as that go-to tight end in the red zone. Um, his breakouts sophomore year is the reason why they traded Nick Vanette to the Steelers for a fifth-round pick. And You know, I the last couple games he's got. Yeah, through two weeks he's got three touchdowns. Awesome, awesome production. And so that's once again going to be a point of emphasis for this Rams defense. They're already, they're already without one of their starting inside linebackers to start the season. Brian Hager, their replacements. He actually left last week against the Bucks with a shoulder injury. So I think you're left with uh, who, uh, oh, Troy Reader. Troy Reader is a rookie. He's going to probably get the start this game. I don't know how he's going to do, you know, um, coverage-wise, but uh, he's going to be down the middle where uh, Disley's going to be. That's troubling. Uh, their other rookie, uh, Taylor Rapp Safety, he's in the rotation between him and Eric Weddle. You know, I don't know how they're going to do coverage-wise down the middle, but, you know, you have couple injuries uh, tap is hurt hager is hurt so let's see what happens over there down the middle red zone stuff um uh, that could be another point where the seahawks can really excel with disley conversely when the rams have the ball they didn't have him last year but they certainly have him this year and he's been balling out he's leading the team in re- receptions yards and he's that motherfucker cooper cup Cooper Cup in the slot for Jared Goff has been his bread and butter, his go-to guy. They didn't have him last year because of an ACL injury, but you can see an obvious chemistry between Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. I was talking about this earlier. The Seahawks, they typically lean towards their base defense in which they don't use a nickelback. And so that makes it very interesting because Michael Kendricks will be on the field will he match up against Cooper cup or will they give in and put Jamar Taylor on the field as nickel back Jamar Taylor, they've hardly used him thus far in the season. So, uh, Cooper cup in the slot is going to be a very dangerous matchup. where, you know, if the Seahawks continue to roll out their base defense, it could work, but all I'm saying is it might be in your best interest to put a defensive back on him. Shakil Griffin flowers. I don't know. Um, they're going to have to shuffle this up because what the Rams do very well is their receivers, their depth is very strong. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to adjust to that sort of talent. So bring it home, what are my predictions for this game? Thursday night football, just the West and all. Whew. Okay, so Seahawks are favored by one and a half over under 49 I do know that both teams are going to be running the football. I do know it's a short week. I know that both teams hate Thursday Night Football. But I also know that the Rams have won in the last 10 matchups they played against each other. The Rams have won 7 out of 10. They played very well at Seattle. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff has typically done well throwing the football against the secondary. But at the same time too, he hasn't had the same offensive line he's had in years past as well seattle at home especially with their 12s should be able to run the football and run against a very lackluster run defense in the rams uh, russell wilson's been doing russell wilson things i don't know man it is it is a tough one it's a tough one because you know for the, the seattle defense at home uh, they haven't been as invincible as they have uh, I still remember that Saints game where their tackling was very sloppy. Played well against the Cardinals, so it's kind of a mixed bag right now. I can't definitively say that they're going to be an A1 unit uh, against the Rams. Let's, um. Hmm. Give me the Rams 28. The Seahawks 24. Yeah. Rams 28 Seahawks 24 I think that this will be a game in which you know despite all this controversy about Todd Gurley you know all this you know pointing fingers about the offense with Sean McVay this week I think that McVay will say fuck you guys I'm gonna let Todd Gurley loose. he's gonna get all the touches that he needs to get this game back upright to get this play action game back where it needs to be you're gonna see this all on Thursday Night Football Los Angeles Rams seahawks we out here rams 28 seahawks 24 you heard it first so once again appreciate you guys checking out the podcast whether it's been on itunes or spotify you can also check out just the west at just the west on twitter at just the west on instagram and of course the blog www.justthewest.com until next time we out here peace